awesome. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Come on, hallelujah. Stand across the room. Give our choir and team a God bless you, Pastor John. That was next level. If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. My goodness, I feel like delivering the word of the Lord to you today. I think the devil is on his cell phone dialing 911. Come on. But I believe that this is the time that we are by faith stepping into a season of overflow. I got about 12 people there with me. We're not going to stumble into 2018. We're not going to move into 2018 defeated. But make a little noise if you're going into 2018 in overflow in Jesus' name. So I'm really clear on my understanding of what my assignment is today. I want you to look to Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. If you're going to experience the deep things of God, then you've got to be ready to go deep. Anybody ready to go deep with me today? Ezekiel 47, and I'm going to read from Job. Now, if you can find it on your phone, that's good, or in your Bible. If not, you can follow along right here. My live streamers, I'm so glad to have you. God bless you. It says here in verse 1, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. And when, the, and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubics, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to the ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000, and he brought me through, and the waters came up to my waist. Tell your neighbor, it's getting deep in here. Come on. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Then when I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, this water that flows toward the eastern region goes down into the valley and enters into the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go, it will live. Hallelujah. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi and from England. They will be places for spreading their nets. The fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea exceedingly many but its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt along the banks of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their waters flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves will be medicine. 
And then in Job 36, 27, we, we learn about rain. I just spoke to you about a river, a river of God, but long before the science of meteorology was ever founded, God spoke through Job and gave him details on how rain is made. He draws up the water vapor, he draws up the water vapor and then distills it into rain. In other words, the, the sun beats on the earth and, and vapor rises up and impregnates the clouds and the clouds are filled with rain. And then the rain pours down from the clouds and everyone benefits. My, my. I want to preach for just a few minutes along these lines. Let the rain fall, let the river rise. Hallelujah. How many of you want the river of God to rise in your life? And how many of you want the rain of God to fall in your life? If you're ready to get in this anointing with me, slip up your hands, Father. We pray today that you will teach us and lead us by your word. And we declare, let the rain fall. Let the spiritual rain fall in this house and let the river rise in Jesus' name. If you receive it, give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Give him a clap and a shout. Tell your neighbor, let the rain fall, let the river rise. Let the rain fall, let the river rise. I'm ready for a season of overflow. How about you? More than enough joy, peace, power, victory, anointing, everything I need. I'm believing God that in this next season, it's going to be overflow. We spoke here from Ezekiel 47 about a river. And I love this text in Ezekiel because when you look behind the scenes, there's actually a lot going on here. At this moment, the Jews have been taken away into captivity in Babylon. They're in the driest of times. They're in the most intense of situations. And, and this man, Ezekiel, he had been born in Jerusalem, but here he is now. He's taken into Babylon and he's in captivity. And it's a terrible situation. Times are hard. The temple's been torn down. The walls are strewn asunder and the city is in ruins and the people are in bondage. And in that moment, God begins to speak to a man who was a priest in Jerusalem, but now he's a prophet in Babylon. God raises him up and begins to speak to him and speak through him. And amazingly, God used this man, Ezekiel's life, to mirror what was going on in the nation for the Jews at that time. Because God told Ezekiel, he said, I'm going to take your wife from you the light of your heart. He said, I'm gonna take her from you, but you can't mourn publicly about it. He said, you have to mourn in private. He said, because I'm painting a picture basically with your life. See, the people were mourning publicly because the temple had been torn down. The people were mourning publicly because the walls had been strewn asunder and the city was in ruins, but privately they were still far from God. They were weeping, but for the wrong reasons. They were crying, but not crying about what mattered. They were crying because they had lost stuff. 
But what God was saying here is there's something more tragic that's happened than the tearing down of a wall or the splendoring of a city. He said, you've lost my presence. You've lost my glory. You've lost my anointing. And you can only find that privately. It's something that you have to decide within yourself. And here the people are, they are weeping and they are in a dry time, in the driest of times. This man Ezekiel rises up to prophesy. His name means God strengthens. So here he is, a man being used by God whose name means the Lord strengthens. And he speaks to people in bondage and in dryness. And isn't it ironic that God, in the driest times that Israel has ever known, he begins to speak to them about a river. In their worst times, in their driest times, in their most desperate times, he begins to talk to them about a river. I wonder if you're glad for a God that will speak to you about a river in your driest times. He will talk to you about healing when you're sick. He will talk to you about breakthrough when you're in bondage. He will talk to you about salvation when you're in sin. He will talk to you about peace when all hell is breaking loose around you. He will come right into your moment and speak to you right where you are. That's what makes things so great to me. Anybody glad for a God who spoke to you in a dry season? Come on. Make a little noise if he ever spoke to you in your hard times and in your tough times. So we gotta start at the beginning of Ezekiel 47, don't we? We start right at the beginning of Ezekiel 47 where the Lord begins to talk about the river. The first thing I wanna show you is this, precious. Number one, don't sweat small beginnings. See, the Bible says that when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to the ankles. Have you ever had seasons in your life where you felt like you were trapped in ankle deep water? Where you felt like you had such bigger vision and you had such bigger things that you wanted God to do? Can I talk to real people? But you felt like, man, I'm in ankle deep. I want more, but all I've got is ankle deep. I'd like to experience more, but all I'm experiencing is ankle deep. And the reality is that you can't despise being in ankle deep water because at least you're in. Oh, let me talk to you. The people that give you the most advice about the river and about breakthrough and about miracles and about healing and about your marriage and about your children and about your job, where are the real folk at? And they got, they got all the advice, but the truth is they're not even ankles deep. They're standing outside the river. They ain't even in it. They ain't never been in it. They have no intentions of getting in it. But I'll tell you, sometimes you need to say, God, I may not be where I want to be, but at least I'm in it. Hallelujah. Make a little noise if you're glad to be in it. <laughs> hadn't got the job I want yet. Hadn't got the man I want yet. Hadn't got the woman I want yet. We're talking now. Hadn't got everything I want yet, but at least I'm in. I'm on the way. Tell your neighbor I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Don't judge me just because I'm at my ankles because I'm not through and God's not through with me. Hallelujah. So here the writer says it was 
It was ankles deep, and you may be in a season where you feel like it is ankles deep, but understand me. There's so much in this text. It's so rich. It's so beautiful. And uh, there's a lot of theologians that would say that this text is poetic, that it's just nice reading. But can I say this? It's more than poetic. It's prophetic. See, see, it's telling us something that where we are is not where we're going, that we're not stuck as long as we depend and rely on God. I declare in Jesus' name that in this last quarter, some of you are gonna get unstuck in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible here speaks of the river of God and, and it starts talking about overflow. But what you have to do is not despise the day of small beginnings. Job 8, 7 says this, though your beginning was small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end should greatly increase. Increase. I wonder if I'm talking to anybody that might have the unmitigated gall and the audacity to claim that in your life. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end should greatly increase. Oh, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and quote that text to them and say, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end should greatly increase. Glory be to God who receives that in the name of Jesus. Come on, more joy, more peace, more power, more breakthrough, more resources, more anointing, more healing, more deliverance, more salvation, greatly increase. I'm not staying in ankle deep all my life. One, two, three, give God a shout in here. See, don't let folk judge you now. Because here's the deal, here's what you've got to understand. Start somewhere. The secret to getting, ahead, to getting ahead is getting started. Write that down. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. Because I found out that small things lead to big things. When I'm happy to start with a small thing, God will lead me to the big thing. Tell your neighbor I'm looking for big things. Yeah, 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 don't let anybody dog you out for being ankle deep. Don't let anybody mess you up because it ain't big yet. But because I tell you in the name of Jesus, you are in, and if you are in, there is breakthrough coming to you because God cannot, will not, shall not, never has, and never will lie. So whatever God has promised you, it shall come to pass. Glory be to God. Now, the second thing you've got to know is this. Number two, Jesus is the door to overflow and prayer is the key. Verse one says, then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. Watch this. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, the south side of the altar. Now, now, he said here, he brought me again unto a door. And all this text is symbolic, it's prophetic. There are hidden things in this text. He talks about a door to the river of God. And we understand that Jesus said in John 10, 8, I am the door. There's only one way into the river of God, one way into healing, one way into salvation, 
one day in the one way into peace and that is through the door religion is not the door it's a door but it's not the door uh, programs and meaningless methodology and dogmatic doctrine these are all doors but they are not the door you see Jesus is the only door to the river of God Jesus is only the only way to salvation Krishna can't get you there come on I'm gonna just, just get on down to it Muhammad can't get you there Buddha can't get you there Allah can't get you there Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life he didn't say I am one of the many ways he didn't say I'm one of the ways he didn't say I am a way he said I'm the way if you want to get to healing, you got to come the way. If you want to be saved, you got to come through the way. I know this is not popular. I know some people right now, you are all drawn up. Your hiney is so tight. You, you are saying, Pastor, you are, you, you're talking ecumenical now. You should just relax a little bit and know that there are several ways to salvation. I want to tell you something. I love everybody. I'll never fight with anybody on matters of religion. But let me tell you, when it comes down to salvation, there is one name above every name that that name men shall be saved that is the name of Jesus don't mess with me about Jesus don't ask me to give up Jesus don't think I'll stop preaching Jesus I don't have anything against anybody but let me tell you J-E-S-U-S is the way the truth and the life I got invited to preach all kinds of stuff and, and come and pray for all kinds of meetings and they'll, they'll tell me, come and pray for this meeting, come and pray for this gathering, come pray for this civic thing, but we don't want you to use the name of Jesus. Just pray to the cosmic creator. Just, just don't come in the name of Jesus, but I tell you, baby, I look at him with reverence and kindness, but I say, if I can't bring Jesus, I can't come. Let me tell you, you don't pray till you get in Jesus' name. I'm a, you don't pray till you get in the name of Jesus. You might talk, but until you say in the name of Jesus, that's where salvation and everything you need is released. Give God a shout. Come through the door. Come through the door. There's a door to your victory. His name is Jesus. There's a door to your salvation. His name is Jesus. There's a door to your healing. His name is Jesus. There's a door to your peace. His name is Jesus. There's a door to your next level. His name is Jesus. There's a door to prosperity. His name is Jesus. There's a door to deliverance. His name is Jesus. There's a door that will break crack off of your life. His name is Jesus. There's a door that will put your marriage together. His name is Jesus. How many of you are coming through the door in the name of Jesus? Tell your neighbor, only Jesus. Don't even come in religion. Don't even come in dogmatic denominationalism. Because religion says, do, 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 do. When you do this, you gotta do that. When you do that, you gotta do this. And when you do this, you gotta do that. Religion says, do, 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 and do. But Jesus and his cross says, done, hallelujah. The cross says, it is finished. Come on. Religion came to rub sin in, but Jesus came to rub it out. Hallelujah. Hey, come on, somebody. Now, the Bible says that the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south side of the altar. Somebody say the altar. See, the river began at the altar, 
and it signified the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. Everything was an outflow of the altar. Everything happened because of prayer. Mm. See, when you pray in the name of Jesus, that's when seasons shift in your life. And it is prayer that brings you into the overflow. Only prayer will bring you into the overflowing river of God. And you see, there's been a, a river in this church for years. There's been a supernatural touch on this church for years. And you know why it's been here? Because there is prayer in this house. We seek the face of God. We meet every morning and pray. We are on our face believing God and praying. And everything that I've ever done, we've ever done, we birthed it in prayer. This building was prayed about before it was ever built. Before we ever had a camera in this place 17 or 18 years ago, we prayed about it before we did it. Everything that we've ever done, we prayed about it. And then God manifested it. You cannot underestimate the power of prayer. Watch this passionate, persistent, prevailing prayer will release the river of overflow in your life. Passionate prayer. Prayer that says, God, I gotta have it. Prayer that says, I want it, God. Whatever it is that you're gonna have for my life, I've got to have it. I gotta have this peace. I gotta have this power. I gotta have this joy. I gotta have this victory. You get passionate about it. See, you'll, 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 you'll get passionate about what matters to you. You'll get passionate about what's important to you. You're passionate about it, and then you're persistent. You say, God, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up on my daughter. I'm not going to give up on my son. I'm not going to give up on my marriage. God, do it, do it, do it, do it. Save my children. I asked you yesterday, but I'm asking again today. God, move this mountain. I asked you yesterday, but I'm asking you again today. God, make a way out of no way. I asked you yesterday, but I'm asking again today. Is there anybody that's not going to give up until you see what, what God has promised you in your life? You pray about it. Yeah, you've been talking to your neighbor about it. Pray about it. You've been talking to your mother-in-law about it. Pray about it. You need to say, God, I can't fix it, but you can. And, mm. and then you need to pray provoking prayers. You need to provoke the devil and just say, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible said, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever I loose on earth is loose in heaven. I bind poverty out of my life. I bind confusion out of my life. I bind depression out of my life. God said, if you bind it, I'll back it. Hallelujah. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. I lose joy in my family. I lose peace in my family. I lose abundance in my life. Make a little noise if you're going to pray and claim the overflow of God. But specifically, you must understand that you obtain this by praying in the name of Jesus. Come on, there is one door. Somebody say, one door. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, watch this. Number three, there is life and healing in the river of God. Now, the river of God represents God's spirit, represents God's presence here. It represents God's power. Remember, it's not just poetic, it's prophetic. And verse 8 said, then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters shall be healed. One translation says in this text that it goes to the desert. 
and the desert that it's talking about there, if you look at it geographically, it's the Araba Desert. And the Araba Desert was the most dry and desolate and waterless desert of the day. But the Lord said, I'm about to send a river to the driest and most desolate desert. And that desert is gonna come to life. I'm gonna send that river to the driest, desolate places. And when I send it, it's gonna heal it. And then it says it's going to come to the sea. Now, if you really study that, let's get theological for a moment and really dive into this thing. If you study that theologically and geographically, you'll find out that the sea they were talking about there was nothing less than the Dead Sea. I've been to the Dead Sea many times. I'll, I'll be there in just a few months yet again. It's one of my favorite places to go on planet Earth. It is the lowest point on planet Earth. And, and there's a sea there called the Dead Sea. And the reason they call it dead is because nothing lives in it. Come on. You don't get any sicker than dead. Can I get a witness here? It is the Dead Sea. It's not the almost Dead Sea. It is the dead as a doornail sea. Everything is dead in it. Nothing lives in it. There's not a fish. There's not an amoeba. There's not anything that can live in it. One side note, you know why? Because there are 37 tributaries and sources of fresh water that lead into the Dead Sea, but there is nothing that flows out of it. And because it only receives and never gives, everything that hits it dies. Do you know any Dead Sea saints? Help me, Holy Ghost. I said, do you know any Dead Sea people that all they can do is receive, all they can do is take a compliment, they can't give one. Y'all don't make me come down there and preach. All they can do is take a compliment, take money, they take, 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 and never give, 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 give. And as soon as it hits them, it dies because there's no outflow in their life. But when you get a river flowing in you, a river flows in and it flows out, hallelujah. But the profoundness of this text is this. I'm gonna send this river to the driest places and to the deadest places. Help me, Holy Spirit. He said, I'm gonna send it to the driest places and to the deadest places. And it shall be wherever the river goes, everything shall live. Doesn't matter how dead it's been, when the river hits it, it's coming back to life. It'll hit your dead marriage. It'll hit your dead bank account. It'll hit your dead thinking. And everywhere the river of God's glory goes, it brings it back to life. How many of you can say, let the river flow in my life? Come on, make a little noise if you want the river to flow in your life. It'll hit the dry places, the driest places. It'll hit the deadest places. You see, if you know anything about the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea right now has trillions of dollars worth of minerals in it. It's worth trillions of dollars, but you can't even hardly mine it. You can't even hardly do anything in it because it's so dead and it's such a challenge to make anything happen with something that's dead. But God said, I'm gonna send a river to the driest desert, the driest desert in the region. I'm going to find a desert that doesn't
does not have an oasis. I'm going to find a desert that does not have hope. I'm going to find a desert that is dry and I'm going to send my river to it and then I'm going to find me a sea that is dead, as dead as it can be. But when my river hits it, it's going to come back to life. Who am I talking to? See, the river of God renews the driest places. It heals the sickest places and it revives the deadest places. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. I decree and declare that in the next season, the driest places are going to be healed. The sickest places are going to be revived and the deadest places are going to be brought back to life. If you receive that, I want you to give God a praise in the room. Come on, act like he can save your children. Act like he can put your world back together. Act like he can make a way out of nowhere. One, two, three, give God a shout. But here's the fourth thing we gotta know. Number four, the river of God is for everybody. Tell your neighbor, everybody. Say, including me. Say, including me. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad he didn't leave me out. It says here, it shall be that the fishermen will stand by it from Engedi and, and to England. They will be places for spreading their nets and their fish will be of the same kinds as fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. Huh. I love this because one of the tragedies of church history is that we have tried to, to people have tried to claim exclusive rights to the river. But Jesus, this is an incredible picture of what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 19. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But what we've tried to do is create an atmosphere in religion where, where we have exclusive rights to the river. Where, where you got to be a certain color or a certain denomination or a certain theological dogmaticism. You got to believe like me. You got to act like me. You got to look like me. You got to sound like me. But hear me in this room. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say, I'll make you fishers of races. He didn't say, I'll make you fishers of denominations. He didn't say, I'll make you fishers of colors or tribes. He didn't say, I'll make you fishers of religion. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. They said at this river, there is all kind of fish. The, the, the fishermen from Engedi in England, they will have fish of the great sea every kind and every type. They'll bring them in. And let me tell you something. If you're looking for a white river, you'll never find a white river or a black river. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Or a Japanese river. You ain't going to find a Democrat river or a Republican river or an independent, I'm preaching now, or an independent river. You ain't going to find the river you like. You're going to find the river you need. I said, you don't always find the river you like, but you find the one you need. And everybody needs the river. And I'm telling you, if we could get the river flowing in America, that river would fill every problem we got with healing and breakthrough. Tell your neighbor, get in the river. Yeah, 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 you still caught up about it's gotta be this or it's gotta be that. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all don't make me preach. 
You got to be this denomination. You got to be Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Assembly of God, Church of God, Kojic, AME. You got to be black. You got to be white. You got to be red. You got to be this. You got to speak Spanish. You got to, you, are you serious? Have you lost your mind? There is one river and we all got to get in it. Let me tell you, oh God, I need to get back. I'm just saying too much. But let me tell you something. I will never be anybody's white pastor and I will never have red, yellow, black, white people. I got people. If you want, come on, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I am tired of the division that's in the United States of America and what we need is a river that will flow in our country. This right here is my son. This right here is my son. Come on, somebody. This right here is my son. If he needs me, he calls me. If he needs me, he knows he can count on me. This right here is my son. He is a big white cracker. Can I get a witness in the house? But the fact is, we are in the river of God and we are family. Come here, come here. Do you realize Come here, do you realize this right here, this right here, underneath all of this is just muscle and blood and bone and we are all the same. We got hearts that beat, minds that need strength. We need one another and we need the river. We are all the same. I need to get back on my notes, but I'm gonna tell you racism in the church is a disgraceful thing. And anybody who perpetrates it should be ashamed of themselves. I'll make you fishers of men, black men, white men, red men, yellow men, Baptist, Methodist. Let me tell you something. When you get to heaven, there won't be a white section, a black section, or a Chinese section, or a Hispanic section our Baptist section, our Kojic section, our AG section. You'll be so glad to be there, you wouldn't even care who your neighbors are. Can I get a witness? God, give us a river that heals us. Give us a river that puts us all back together again. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love that the river is for everybody, but number five, don't be surprised when everyone doesn't desire the river of God's overflow. See, there's some people, they don't want it. Man, they don't want an atmosphere of God's glory or his presence. They don't want, they, they wouldn't, this, listen, they, they don't desire it, nor do they want it. They, they don't want anything to do with it. And the Bible describes them here. In verse 11, it said, but the swamps and the marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Now, I want you to think about that. Do you know that most of the deserts in the world didn't start out as deserts? They became deserts when the river stopped flowing to them. They became marshes and swamps when the river stopped flowing there. Now listen, there's some places, and I don't want to be critical, and I never want to be divisive, but there's some churches, man, they, they never wanted the river. They don't want the river. They've never had the river. They've always been a desert. 
If, if somebody gave an altar call, they wouldn't know what to do with it. If there was a move of God, they wouldn't even know how to handle it. If it got tore down in the service, they would be calling 911. Come on. Because somebody was having a manifestation. They didn't understand where it's a real folk at. There are some places they don't want it. And they may have lots of people. And they may have big buildings. But you can have big buildings and lots of people and stained glass windows and great sound systems and awesome facilities and still be the laughing stock of hell. I'm preaching better than you're letting on. You ain't worrying nobody in hell because nobody's being saved, set free, healed, or delivered. But when you get a church where the river of God gets in the house, hell starts worrying. Give the Lord a praise in here. Watch this. The Bible said that the swamps and the marshes shall not be healed. You know what swamps and marshes were? That's where the river used to be. That's where, that's where the water used to be, but it's not there anymore. And you know, it's sad to go to, to a church where they never had the river. It's sad to see it that it's been perpetually dry. But what's even worse is to go to a place where they used to have life and they used to have miracles and they used to have joy and they used to have anointing, but now the river has dried up in the church and there ain't nothing there. But let me tell you about Calvary. We are perpetually a river church. We are a church that will be in the river as long as I live and then my sons and daughters will keep us in the river after I leave. Somebody give God a shout. I will raise sons and daughters that know miracles. I will raise sons and daughters that know that know how to pray in the Holy Ghost and bind the devil and lay hands on the sick and see families restored. That's what we will have perpetually here. We will never be a marsh. We will never be a swamp. There will always be a river in this house. Now, Last thing, the river reaches beyond its banks and its overflows. I want to do something that is not containable. Is there anybody here who wants to do something that is not containable? You want to be a part of something that is immeasurable. Where are the real folks at? Do you want to look back when it's all said and done and say, God, it was exceedingly, abundantly, far above what I was asking or thinking? Your Bible says in verse 12, along the banks of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. Somebody say every month. Every month. Their leaves will not wither and they will not fail. They will, they will bear fruit every month. Somebody say every month. See, I declare you're going to bear fruit every month. You're going to have enough to pay your bills every month. You're going to have enough to pay your house payment every month. Where are y'all at? You're going to have enough to take care of all your responsibilities every month. Somebody that serves in every month, every week, every day, God, I want you to give him a ridiculous praise right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in here right now. Somebody say every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's going to make a way for me every time I turn around. God is going to 
everybody and turn around one time. Turn around one time and tell your neighbor every time I turn around. God is making a way for me. The Bible says that their fruit will be for food and their leaves will be for medicine. In other words, when you're in the river, your life is gonna bring healing. People are gonna wanna be around you. How many of you are ready to let the river of God bring healing anointing into your life? But see, here's what you gotta know. Not only do we need the river, we need the rain because the Bible says in John 7, 38, out of your belly shall flow forth rivers of living water. But the truth is, some people, out of their belly, there's a little trickle. Out of their belly is not a river, but how do you make the river bigger? You make sure you get a little bit of rain falling on the river. I feel like preaching. And the Bible says in Job 36 that he draws up water vapor and then distills it into rain. And the rain pours down from the clouds and everyone benefits. Somebody say everyone benefits. Yay, Jesus. What he's saying here is that the sun, the S-O-N, the S-U-N, beats down upon the earth and vapor rises from the earth, from the streams, the rivers, and even the moist places of the land and impregnates the clouds with water. And when the clouds are impregnated and they can't handle anymore, that's when the clouds burst and the clouds begin to send forth rain. Now let me tell you how it works with worship. Are there any worshipers in the room? I said, are there any worshipers in the room? What happens is the S-O-N, the Son of God, His presence flows down on the church through healing, deliverance, power, provision, joy, peace, breakthrough, prosperity, and all of a sudden, we begin to lift up worship, and worship rises like a vapor in the house and impregnates the clouds with glory. I said it impregnates the clouds with glory. And when the clouds get full of glory, the glory is released over the church and it begins to rain in the house. Somebody say, let the rain fall. Let the river rise. See what I'm looking for on Sunday morning. I'm looking for some rain makers. I'm looking for some rain makers. I came to church looking for some worshipers. I came to find some praisers. I came to find some rainmakers. Touch three people and say, I'm a rainmaker. Oh. 
maker. I'm a rainmaker. I didn't come to stand here and be cute, but I'm a rainmaker. I didn't come to go through the motions. I'm a rainmaker. I didn't come to be religious. I'm a rainmaker. Tell poor people I'm a rainmaker. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, where are the rainmakers? We impregnate the clouds with our worship. It's not just a song. It's not just a few minutes. It's not going through the motions. But when you lift your hands and you lift your voice, you are creating your own breakthrough. Are you hearing me? You are facilitating your own miracle when you give God worship and praise because that's how he shows up. Tell your neighbor, I'm a rainmaker. I'm a rainmaker. I want everybody that's a rainmaker. Give God a shout right now. looking at you like you're crazy but they don't know what you need God to do. People looking at you like you lost your mind but they don't know what you need God to do. So the rain starts falling it falls in the river and all of a sudden the more the rain falls the more the river rises. Let the rain fall let the river rise. Let the rain fall out of your belly. Let the river rise. Shall put forth rivers. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Now I was studying just recently and I read about the Mississippi River that it gave out of its banks in a season because there was so much rain and it claimed towns and cities. Not only did it claim it, it claimed it in such a way that it never gave it back. It claimed towns that it never gave back. It claimed communities that it never gave back. Oh, Jesus. And what I am declaring now is let the rain fall let the river rise. Let it get outside of the four walls of this church. And devil, we are claiming territory. We are not just claiming a miracle in our life. We are claiming territory. We're claiming our children. And once we have them, devil, you can't have them back. I'm claiming my son, and once I get my son, devil, you can't have him back. Once I get my marriage, you can't have it back. Once we get our school, you can't have it back. But let me tell you, Daytona, Orman, Palm Coast, Holly Hill, Deltona, where y'all at? Flagler Beach. Volusia County, Flagler County, Seminole County, 
constantly praying, God, send it on down. Send it on down. Send it on down. But until you send it on up, God really won't send it on down. If you'll send up worship, if you'll send up praise and impregnate the clouds. See, the devil doesn't want you to know it, but your deliverance is right in your mouth. How many times has the devil thought he had you for sure? Posted a picture of you on his Facebook page and said, I got him. Only to have to delete it a few days later. Because you still had something in your mouth. A little hallelujah. A little thank you, Jesus. A little wave of the hand. Come on, Holy Ghost, a little jerk of the neck. Can I get him? One of these, y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't really describe it. How many times has the devil thought he had you, but you still could make some rain? How many times did the devil say, I got you, but you could still make some rain? The devil thinks he's got you right now, but you can still make some rain. You good. You can still make some rain. And as long as you can make the rain, everything's going to be all right. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Let the rain fall. Let the river rise. Who in these closing moments of this service would like to make a little rain with me right now? Who wants to make a little rain for your family? Make a little rain for your ministry. Slip up your hands and just, just sing that right there. Sing this prophetically. Sing it. Let the river rise. 
you can make rain. As long as you can make rain, huh, you're going to be all right. Anybody going to be a rainmaker this week? Hallelujah. 
For the Lord would say unto you this day, raise your hands, I'm going to prophesy over you. For the Lord would say unto you this day that my presence is mighty in this house. You thought you came today on your own accord, but the Lord said, I brought you here on an assignment because you needed to hear this word from my heart to you. The Lord would say unto you this day, be encouraged, do not be dismayed because my river is in your life and it is coming in a greater way. Thus saith the Lord, the river is rising. I'm bringing deliverance, I'm bringing power, I'm bringing breakthrough. You just make rain. For if you make rain, I will show up and do for you what you cannot do for yourself. This is your season of overflow, says the Lord. Take it and receive it and praise me for it now. Come on. Praise the Lord for it now if you receive it. Praise him for it now. Praise him for it now. It's all about him. Somebody say, let the rain fall. Let the river rise. We're not just going to take territory. We're going to take it and never give it back. Feel the anointing in here. There's an anointing to get right with God in the room right now. There's an anointing to get on track with God right now. There's an anointing to get on track with God right now. With heads bowed and eyes closed. God is about to pour a new season into this room for some people who have struggled with sin. Things in your life that have kept you alienated and separated from him. God is about to do an overhaul on your life today. Like you've been out of the river, but God has said, not only are you going to get in the river, I'm about to put a river in you. With heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around. If you're in this room today, you'd say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that has alienated me. God's dealing specifically with young men right now. There's things in my life that have alienated me and separated me from the Lord, and I'm not where I need to be with God. And when you pray, Pastor, pray for me. I'm just not where I need to be with God. God's dealing with folks all over this room, moms and dads and sons and daughters. If you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor, there's things in my life that have kept me from God. I'm not where I need to be. When you pray for somebody, since you're praying anyway, Pastor Jim, pray for me. I got some things I need to put under the blood. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. There's sin in my life. One, hands are already being lifted. Pray for me, Pastor. Two, I'm not where I need to be with God, Pastor. I want to get it right today. Three, slip your hand right up right now. Pray for me, Pastor. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, hands in every section, all up in the balcony. I need this new season you're talking about. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Five. That's it. That's it, son. That's it, daughter. Four. Three. What about my friends? Your friends didn't die for you. Your friends ain't coming back for you. You need a change. Three, two, one. If you raised your hand and you really meant business, I want you to come right here to the front. You won't come by yourself. If somebody next to you raise their hand you move back in the seat and you make a way for them to come rush up here it's a new season come on come on bud come on son look at them coming oh i bet if you clap they'll come 
but you didn't preach on salvation. Yes, I did. Because salvation is in the river. Oh, look at a man and a wife coming. Look at a family coming. Hey, look at young people coming. Young men coming, young women coming. Bless you, honey. Bless you, buddy. Bless you, buddy. Amen. I'm going to wait on you. Come on, darling. Uh, hallelujah. Mom and daughters, I'm coming. I'm coming. Nobody, nobody leave for just a moment. If, if you start to leave, we have somebody with a BB gun in the balcony, and they'll shoot you on your way out. I want everybody to take your hand and put it on your heart. I'm just kidding. I want everybody to take your hand and put it on your heart right now. How many of you glad you came to church today? You know, out of everything that happened today, this is the most important thing. You, you're, you're the reason I got up this morning, all you folks right here. You're the reason I came. Hand on your heart. This is a new beginning for you. God's not through. Hand on your heart. Can you raise your other hand and pray this prayer after me loud and strong? Pray, Heavenly Father, you see me right where I am. Please forgive me for anything that has blocked me from you. I confess my sins. And I say in Jesus' name, I have a new beginning and a brand new start. I've been trying it my way and my way's not working. So today, I'm gonna choose your way. And I thank you for a new beginning. What's your name, honey? Patricia. Patricia, it's a new day for you, honey. You need it, don't you, honey? How many know the rain's falling on Patricia right now? What's your name, buddy? Chris? Good days are coming for you, son. Your past is behind you. Whatever went wrong, the Lord said, get over what's over. It's all behind you. And this is a new season for you, son. Prophesying to you, Chris. It's a new season. Man, the river's strong up here. I want all you folks to just pray this prayer. I don't want you to run out. I want you to turn and go this way, and I want to meet you in the chapel right here just for a minute. So just help them all along. We got pastors all around you. Help them, Pastor. And I want you to give them a God bless you as they go. Don't run out. Spend a minute with me. Everybody else, bless you. Man, what a great-looking guy. Come on, nobody run. I want you to take your hand and put it on your neighbor's shoulder right now. Bless you guys. Bless you, honey. Bless you, darling. Bless you. Bless you. Well, aren't we glad that we came to church today? Listen, I love you. Love you so much. I, I leave early tomorrow, and I'm going to be on a pretty long plane ride. How about this? I'm going to pray for you on that plane ride. That the rain's just going to fall on you all week long. And the river is going to rise. But here's the deal. I can't make your rain. 
and you can't make mine. So this week, you be a rainmaker, okay? You worship the Lord. You're precious to me. I believe in your purpose. I believe in God's plan for your life. Wednesday night's going to be great. Don't miss it. Pastor Josh is going to pray over us. Now, if you're visiting with us and I hadn't gotten to shake your hand, come back there and see me in Guest Central. Okay, son. Wow, what a day. What a moment. You know, sometimes the river gets deep just so that we learn how to lose control. Because I found that when we lose control, it's normally the place God finally takes control in our lives. I just believe that what God has started today, he's eager to finish in your life. For he who has begun a good work is always faithful to finish the things he begins. Amen. Will you pray with me, Father? I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done today. God, we have gathered today and we have heard your voice. God, surely we've been in your presence today. Surely we have heard you speak. Now, God, I pray, let your word pierce our hearts, God. I pray, let us walk out every promise, God. Everything that we heard today from your heart to our heart, God, we embrace it. We live in it. We move in it. We breathe in it. God, we go forward in it. We make progress in it. God, I thank you for all that you've said and done. And Father, as we come back to this place let us come back grateful let us come back thankful let us come back eager to rejoice and to say look what the Lord has done and if you believe it in this room you ought to put your hands together one final time and give God praise for your overflow season let the rain fall and let the river rise in this room God bless you we will see you Wednesday night help three people on your way out we love you God bless you